Hey everybody, good morning. It's attorney Sean Brennan with the Accident Recovery Team. I am here with um, Drew Stedman, also of the Accident Recovery Team. Drew? Hello. Say good morning. <laughs> so here's the deal. Drew, Drew's a hyper guy. Drew's a little sluggish this morning. Drew came in to do our podcast this morning, uh, but he's been staying home with his newborn son, being a good dad. But dude's tired. I'm, I'm, Drew, I'm looking at you. You look tired. Yeah, I'm dying right now. Are, are, you, are, you, are you hanging in there? Yeah, I'm uh, slowly but surely surviving. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, and you've got experience, right? I mean, this is number two. Yeah. So isn't the first time around the block, right? Yeah, but this time seems worse. <laughs> Probably because I'm older. You're older, right? Yeah, you're no spring chicken, Drew. Um, well, we're glad you're back, at least to, you know, get this podcast done for us. That's nice of you. And um, in case people were wondering, you have a... Happy and healthy baby boy. And all, yes, right? yes. Great deal. <laughs> Maybe not so much happy, though. Well, yeah, well, yeah. okay. He's healthy. Right. All right. So, you know, one thing we wanted to talk about today, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about something that crops up all of the time. And that is what happens at the accident scene after the accident has happened. Because inevitably, in every case, there's some dispute about who said what, what conversation took place after the accident. That kind of thing happens all of the time. And so I think it's worthwhile spending a little bit of time talking about what you should do at the scene of an accident after the accident has happened. Um, Drew, I think you would agree, first things first, call 911. I mean, how many accidents have you been involved in as an attorney where the cops don't show up? Several. And it's uh, it's unfortunate because ultimately, if you don't call the police, it turns into a he said, she said. And right. while you may have gotten in an accident with, you know, the nicest person in the world, um, they could leave the scene um, and then we contact them later and they have completely changed their story as to what they told you. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a problem if the only two people who are talking about what happened are the two people who were involved in the accident. And, you know, I, I hate saying it, but it's just true. I mean, you know, somebody runs a red light. They say to you at the scene of the accident, um, man, I'm sorry I ran that red light. Nobody calls the police. Two weeks later, that story of, hey, man, I'm sorry I ran the red light has turned into, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I think I had the green light. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I never said that. That happens all the time. Right. And a lot of that is going to be alleviated if you take that first important step of calling 911 and getting the police to the scene. Right. And, and, you know, the reason for that is that um, people, I think, are more likely to be honest while they're standing there. I mean, is that is that your experience? Well, yes, and I believe too that it's you know it's it's more in their mind to they're going to tell a police officer more obviously what happened what they believe happened than they would tell their insurance agent where they think oh maybe I'll be getting in trouble or maybe my rates yeah. are going to go up. Right. Um, with a police officer though, I think people feel that they should be more apt to tell the truth. Also, it's fresher in their mind. So if at the time they think, oh man, I don't know if I had that green light, um, then to their insurance agent who maybe is going to push them and say, well, you didn't, you know, you don't know. So you could have had the green light, right? Um, I think that it's better to have the, a police officer out there as a more of a neutral third party to kind of go between the two and, and get their uh, statements. Right. 
The other thing I think is always helpful. At the scene of an accident, there's nothing. Look, everybody and their dog has got a cell phone now. There's nothing wrong with getting out of the car and taking a couple of pictures that are both sort of far away from the accident to get the whole accident scene in the shot and to get some specific photographs of the vehicles involved. And I'm not saying that you've got to you know, document the whole scene with 100 photographs, but you take three, four, five photographs of the accident scene down the road, that's going to be helpful because once that scene is cleared, it's gone, right? I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not there anymore. There's going to be no way to prove who was where. Um, so it's, it's important, I think, to get some photographs of the cars while they're sitting at the accident scene. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and <clears throat> a lot of people think that it's the police officer's job to take those pictures. But most of the time, um, unless there's they need to do an accident reconstruction or there's specific instructions for the police officer to take those pictures. Or a fatality. Right. Those pictures are not going to be taken. So if you don't take those pictures yourself, um, then ultimately we won't have those as evidence to show where the vehicles were and what happened. Yeah. So I think it's important to, you know, tend to the business you need to tend to out there, but give yourself, you know, five minutes to go around, take a few photos of the accident scene, obviously save those on your phone for later on when when you're going to need them. The final thing I want to talk about is a hesitation, I guess it is, on the part of people to get checked out by EMS or to ride in an ambulance. I, I, okay, here's my disclaimer. Drew, I've never been in an ambulance. <laughs> so maybe it is a, a horrible experience and, and there's, you know, people are justified in not wanting to go in and I don't know. But it's interesting to me that some people who are really hurt, you know, who have got a serious problem, uh, don't go in, don't go in an ambulance or, or don't get checked out by EMS right. or refuse treatment. I can't tell you, and I know you've had the same experience, how many EMS records I've read where it says, you know, we really think this guy should be transported. He's refusing transport. Not only is that bad from a protecting your health standpoint, but it ultimately raises questions in the mind of an insurance company because they're going to look at it and say, boy, if you were really hurt, you would have ridden in in the ambulance. Because they don't understand that fear, that hesitation to go. Yeah. And I think also what they don't understand as well is, you know, once you're if you're involved in an accident and, you know, your your adrenaline's going, you know, the pain that you feel hours down the road may not be there at the time. And that could be possibly why that you don't want to take the ambulance trip. But I think the biggest thing that, that you know, we're talked about whenever um, – people don't want to take that ambulance trip is they're worried about that ambulance bill. Um, and I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that people are upset about is one, you're, you're scared to ride an ambulance cause it's probably the first time you would have done that. And two, you're worried about that, that bill coming to you later on down the road. Cause you've heard that ambulance bills are just ridiculously expensive. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. that that's a really good point. And we've had other podcast episodes where we talk about PIP coverage and, how you've got insurance on your auto policy that's going to cover that ambulance ride, how you're not going to be out of pocket for that ambulance ride. I I think you're right. That's a very good point that the other reason we hear about is, well, I I felt like I should go. I think I needed to go, but geez, I was just afraid of that bill. Don't be afraid of the bill. I, I mean, if you think you need to go, go. 
because there's going to be benefits on your auto insurance policy that's going to cover that bill. And, and telling you this from experience, ambulance rides aren't that scary. I was just in one, unfortunately, a couple months ago. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't me being transported, <laughs> but um, they're not that scary. However, it, is, it can be kind of, uh, you know, kind of terrifying if you've never been in an ambulance before. But just get the treatment from the ambulance uh, people, the EMTs. If they're telling you you need to go with them, um, follow their advice that's what we always tell our clients is that, you know, you need to follow the advice of the medical professionals and what you're doing in order to protect yourself and protect your health, because that's the biggest thing that matters. Right. So, look, when you're at an accident scene to kind of wrap this up, really, um, I think number one rule when you're talking to anybody is be honest. Number two, document the scene with some with some photographs. And number three, follow the advice of the medical personnel that are out there at the scene because they're out there looking after your best interest. Right. So look, we want to thank you for joining us today. This has been a good podcast. Drew, I'm really happy you're able to roll out of bed <laughs> right. and come back and come join us this morning. That's good of you. We want to thank everybody for listening. Hey, if you have any questions about any kind of an accident, auto accident, workers' compensation, maybe um, you were a victim of medical malpractice, you were injured by a dangerous product, the attorneys at the Accident Recovery Team would be more than happy to talk to you about what your rights are and what your options are and give you all the information you need in order to make a decision about what to do, about what's in your best interest. The Accident Recovery Team, give us a call if you have any questions. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. The lawyers of the Accident Recovery Team are licensed in Kansas and Kansas only. If you are unfortunate enough to live somewhere other than the great state of Kansas and have questions about an auto accident or an injury accident of any kind, you can still call the Accident Recovery Team and we can partner with an attorney in your state to help you get the representation you need. The Accident Recovery Team can be found at 267team.com or by calling 1-866-267-TEAM.